1: It is quarter to six with Kim and Beeb and if you are keeping across the tennis, Beeb, you'll be pleased to know that your great stat about Stefanos Tsitsipas continues because he has won the first set uh, in a tie break. 7-6. There you go. Here to talk about all things Aussie Open with us now as well as our very own SEN tennis commentator, Brett Phillips. Brett, thank you so very much for joining us. You enjoying the semi-final so far?
0: First set just shy of an hour. And, yeah, St- uh, Stefano Tsitsipas uh, certainly found a way, although uh, Hutchinov made life extremely difficult. He had some breaks of serve, momentum shifts. Uh, but, look, Tsitsipas, you know, certainly the favourite coming in. He's won all five uh, head-to-heads. And he's uh, the more dynamic. He can cover more of the court. I mean, anytime he's brought Hutchinov into the net, uh, that's where he's a little uncomfortable. So those little, you know, chip returns, uh, throwing in the drop shot, which... You know, is isn't always uh, the easiest shot to execute on the hard court. You've got to be uh, so precise. But he's just everywhere in your face, Stefanos. So I think uh, as the game uh, unfolds in the second set, that he can he can certainly get on top. But Hutchinov, uh, back-to-back semifinals at a major. He'll dig in. Uh, you don't uh, just take these opportunities lightly and you don't know when they're going to come around again. But it's a, a beautiful day. Uh, sun shining on Rod Laver Arena, full house. And... We're getting um, some pretty good entertainment between these two guys. Brett, obviously, we don't we don't know which way this Sim is going to go, but presuming uh, Pass finds a way, he's had some tournament himself. I know there's a there's a fairly big name on the other side of the draw that they're almost saying's unbackable, but Pass has put together a hell of a tournament, hasn't he? No, he's been fantastic, and obviously he's been you know a regular member of that top echelon of the men now for some time. You know, French Open final. This is the fourth time he's in. Uh, the semis uh, at the Australian Open. So he's been knocking on the door. He's got a he's got a brilliant game. He's a great athlete. Uh, he's also you know he's added Mark Philippoussis, uh, two-time uh, Grand Slam finalist, into his camp alongside his father. I think it's more maybe more to keep Apostolos, his father, a little calm, uh, who you know, rides every shot. And in fact, you know, like like Steph, even in his first set, he got a, a time violation. Because sometimes his mind just goes wandering. he got a foot fault uh, at one stage, and he just sort of loses track. And then Dad's barking at him, and he sort of gets a bit rattled. But, uh, no, he got the first set sorted. Uh, but he is playing uh, great tennis, and that's the question we've been asking all week. Like, who who can possibly challenge, uh, you know, Novak Djokovic? And, you know, Pass is the best equipped to maybe have a crack at uh, Novak. Uh, we think Novak's going to get through tonight. If he, his last two matches are any indication, <laughs> yeah. he's in uh, He's in the menacing mood at the moment and has got eyes for the prize. Um, but whether Tsitsipas can somehow find a chink in the armour, uh, easier said than done when Novak is playing at the level that he is.
1: Mm. Hypothetical, of course, but hey, we love hypotheticals and speculating here. And when it comes to the prospect of a potential final between those two players, Novak and Pas, who would actually have the love, do you think, of the home crowd? Because it feels like Steph has a lot of love from the crowd in Melbourne, but then you've got Novak, who of course is going for his 10th title there.
0: It'd be an incredible atmosphere because you know Djokovic has got a strong Serbian supporter base here. And uh, they gather uh, outside Rod Laver Arena and chant away for a few hours post these matches. And then you've got you know, Stephanos has got the, the Greek community, which is a you know, massive community in Melbourne, who come along and support him. We saw it with Marcos Baghdatis all those uh, years ago. Yeah. He's also embraced the city. I don't know if it's a little tactic just to get the crowd in his core. <laughs> he's talked about buying real estate here, uh, maybe funding a <laughs> school development. Uh, one of our actresses, Margot Robbie, <laughs> is his favourite. I don't think sweetening the crowd, uh, just in preparation for that Novak match, just to create a frenzy of support for him, but... Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a tough night for the chair umpire whoever's in charge because uh, yeah they'll be uh they'll be pretty raucous. I dare say might have been just trying to um, butter up Margot just a little bit more, I think, Brett. <laughs> uh, but mate, uh, the thing noticeable this noticeable this uh, Aussie Open is the amount of uh, players who have got through plenty of rounds and, and deep into the tournament with their little American flag beside their names. Uh, bit of a Bit of a breakthrough as far as American tennis. Obviously, we had some great years in the past, but you probably have to go back to the Agassi-Sampras days to see them regularly having guys this deep in in the majors. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Look, they've got a big pool at the moment. They've got about 10 players inside the top 50, and there's been a couple emerge in this tournament that we didn't quite see coming. I mean, you know, Ben Shelton, what a a story. Just Mm. a little asterisk next to him. I mean, 540 in the world middle of last year. He'll walk away now at about world number 43 uh, in the rankings. Wow. So he's a star, collegiate background, big hitter. Uh, he's one that I think can probably leapfrog a, a few of his um, countrymen. Uh, Tommy Paul is in the final tonight. He's well coached by Brad Stein, who actually you know, jumped into the river with Jim Currier when he coached him here in 92-93 uh, to win uh, back-to-back Australian Opens. I suppose the question is, can any of those American men actually go on to win a slam? You're right. I mean, the last one was Andy Roddick, 2003. And before that, you know, the dominance of Sampras and Agassiz And then before that, uh, McEnroe and Connors. So they're talented, a bit like the mm-hmm. French. I mean, the French had a lot of players inside the top 100. The four Musketeers, you know, Songer and Gasquet and Monfils and Simon. But none of them quite had it. Mentally, I thought to actually win a major, and they're tough to win. And that's where Djokovic just sets himself apart. His mental resilience and the work he's done in that space is just uh, incredible.
1: When it comes to the women's tournament as well, Brett. So we're set up now for this Rubikina-Sabalenka final. What do you make of that?
0: Well, I think on paper it's it's brilliant. I mean, Arena's. I've been bullish about Arena the whole tournament. You know, watched her in Adelaide. She's undefeated. 12 months ago she couldn't land um, a second serve she was throwing I think she served overall for the year something like 400 odd double faults I mean that's enough to make you want to hide in the room and not come (laughs) up and just maybe have a change of career but she got a biomechanist in worked really hard on the technique she added more kick to her second serve and and so the double faults have come down because once you get into a ground battle with arena it's good luck I mean Magda Lynette last night absorbed as much as she could. as a tidal wave just coming at you. And then you've got, you know, Ryback right a Wimbledon champion uh, who's um, not as, he's very quiet out on court. Arena's loud and she's uh, in your face. Um, Elena's got a, a tall presence out on the court, but she just goes, lets her racket through the talking. And her power off the ground is extraordinary. I mean, she's served the most amount of aces uh, in this tournament so far. So two big hitters. Um, Who's going to keep the control? Who's going to keep the nerves? Sabalinka's trying to win her first major, and I'm still bullish that she can get there tomorrow.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, Brett, thank you so much for your time and for your insight. Fascinating for me at the moment, I think, just watching the women to see who is going to emerge as a dominant force and fill that void that's kind of been left by Serena, because it's really, I, I feel like it's there for the taking. Um... Fantastic having you on. Can't wait to listen to you as these finals unfold as well. Brett Phillips there, our ECN tennis commentator.